Hello London, we are ready for your vote. Hello and welcome once again to Douzepois. I'm Stephen Perkins and I'm here every Monday to talk excitedly about all things Eurovision related. Before we go any further, I'd just like to remind you that for all the latest updates from both Bingewatch and Douzepois, you can follow us on Twitter at bingewatch underscore pod, where you can also get in touch if there's anything you'd like to tell us, preferably Eurovision related, although if you just want to gossip, I'm also up for that. I can barely contain my excitement because we have less than a month to go until the contest is upon us and the United Kingdom is really gearing up to be the host country for the first time in 25 years. It's honestly all I can do not to run around the street screaming it's coming home, it's coming home at the top of my voice but so far I've managed to keep it in and I think the people in my neighbourhood are very happy about that. I've been pretty busy this week as I've been to Liverpool and back as part of my day job for the BBC's official Eurovision launch event and if there's one thing that I took away from it it's that the people in charge of organising this year's contest at the BBC are so excited and they care so much that I think this year's Eurovision is going to be absolutely sensational. And best of all, the launch meant that there are loads more stories to tell about Eurovision so here is a quick rundown of the major headlines. May is a pretty big month for major events in the UK because not only are we hosting the Eurovision Song Contest, but you've probably also noticed that it is the official coronation of King Charles III the weekend before. Frankly, I'm amazed there are any Union Jack flags left for sale anywhere in the country at this point. Anyway, the two events are going to sort of cross over because this coming Wednesday, just a few days before his big do, King Charles and Camilla the Queen Consort will be visiting the Liverpool Arena to officially turn the lights on and reveal this year's Eurovision stage. They'll be sticking around long enough to chat to some of the presenters and UK commentators for this year's show, and I would love to be a fly on the wall where the two of them meet Rylan. Presenters Hannah Waddingham, Julia Sanina and Alicia Dixon have reaffirmed the UK's commitment to honouring Ukraine at this year's event. Speaking at Wednesday's launch, this is what the three of them had to say. Even last year, where people were watching Eurovision out from bomb shelters, lots of them, they were still watching it. and. They were still uh, voting and wanted to wanted to, to win, and that's that's meant a lot to us. And Polish orchestra made real good thing, and we're so proud of them. So yes, unfortunately, they're still unsafe here. So we are very grateful that UK is hosting Eurovision on behalf of Ukraine. Thank you. We have to always balance the joy and the love with what Julia just said. You know, people voting from the bomb shelters hits me more than anything and it's the reason I wanted to get involved. Meeting, meeting the horrific things that we know are going on and I don't want us to shy away from that, but meeting it with love and joy and music and all our hands, bloody holding each other up and holding each other together. United by music, yeah. That's yeah. it. It's given it a whole new meaning for everybody. Yes. It's so much more than just a competition. This is it's very important. We've got that sense of responsibility, like you said, Hannah, to do it with joy and love. The lineup of guest stars for the grand final has now been announced, and it's looking pretty incredible. We can look forward to performances from last year's winners, Kalish Orchestra, and last year's runner-up, Sam Ryder. And during the flag parade of this year's 26 grand finalists, there will be a special performance from some Ukrainian Eurovision icons featuring Go A, Jamala, Tina Carroll, and Verka Saduchka. The interval will also feature the Liverpool Songbook, 
where six Eurovision favourites, Italy's Mahmoud, Israel's Netta, Sweden's Cornelia Jacobs, Iceland's Daddy Freya, the Netherlands' Duncan Lawrence and Liverpool's very own Sonia, celebrating 30 years since her second place finish in 1993, will be giving us a smattering of Liverpool's massive contribution to the world of popular music. The set list hasn't been announced yet, but if it doesn't involve I Want Your Love by Tommy Kitten, I will riot. Meanwhile, the BBC have confirmed even more tie-in programming for this year's contest. In the week leading up to the grand final, both BBC Breakfast and The One Show will be relocating to Liverpool to bring us a snapshot of the vibes in the city. Scott Mills will also be joining forces with who else but EastEnders star Natalie Cassidy for the BBC iPlayer special Get Your Eurovision On, where the pair will be revisiting some of the most memorable Eurovision moments from the last 20 years and looking forward to this year's contest. There will also be a Eurovision Super Saturday on BBC Radio 2 with a whole day's worth of Eurovision-related programming, including, at 1pm, Steve Wright doing a countdown of the top 40 UK Eurovision entries of all time, as voted for by the public. Of course, the contest rules state that we've never been able to vote for our own entries, so it's nice that anyone in the UK with a deep-seated yearning to show their support for Love City Groove or Joe and Jake has finally had their moment. And finally, Cheryl Baker, best known as one quarter of the Bucks Fizz lineup that won the contest for the UK in 1981, will be making a special guest appearance as herself in EastEnders as part of the BBC's general Eurovision Fest. She said it is a lifelong dream to appear in the show, particularly as she auditioned for a different role a few years back and didn't get the job. That is it for this week. We'll be back next Monday with a deeper dive into the history of the Big Five at Eurovision, as well as a lot more hot headlines. As the contest gets closer, we've got lots of exciting things planned and maybe even a few special bonus episodes, so now would be a brilliant time to hit subscribe on your podcast platform to ensure you don't miss a thing, and maybe even leave us a glowing review if you're feeling particularly generous. Until next time, good night Europe, and good morning Australia. Australia.